Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christensen, and I thank you for listening today. I hope you find benefit in this podcast or any of the uh, previous episodes. If you do, uh, definitely feel free to leave us a, a kind rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We greatly appreciate it. So hopefully I'll earn your trust in a good review today. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Eric Christensen, uh, PharmD, BCGP, BCPS, and you can also hunt me down at reallifepharmacology.com. And you can also get a free 31-page PDF where I cover the top 200 drugs and some of the most highly uh, testable pearls. So if you've got a board exam coming up, a uh, great little document to have just to go through uh, as a, a reference for you. You can get that simply for subscribing. Uh, we let you know we've got updates as far as new podcasts out and any other things we might be going that might be going on with us. So uh, definitely go check that out at reallifepharmacology.com. Okay, let's get to the main event. So the drug I want to talk about today is mometazone, and I'm specifically going to talk about uh, the nasal formulation and the uh, formulation for oral inhalation. First, let's cover the, the nasal medication. So uh, mometazone generic uh, is often called Nasonex as far as the brand name goes. And primarily what this medication is going to be used for is any type of congestion and nasal type symptoms. Usually, uh, probably the most common indication I see this used for in practice is allergic rhinitis. Okay, corticosteroids, uh, nasal corticosteroids are one of the first line medications uh, in managing uh, seasonal allergies and things of that nature. Uh, dosing. So one, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a clinical pearl, but I know one thing that has, has frustrated a lot of uh, pharmacists is with ordering of Nasonex. With ordering this medication, be specific on the number of sprays per nostril, okay? So the the error I've seen probably most common is, you know, momentazone nasal or Nasonex, that order's written, and it just says once daily, okay? Well, we need directions. Typically, the dosing uh, is one spray per nostril once a day. Sometimes uh, they'll up the dose uh, if needed, if symptoms aren't managed, uh, and you might do two sprays per nostril as well. So um, be specific with that administration if you happen to be uh, writing a prescription and or educating the patient on what they're supposed to be doing with that. So a little bit of a dosing um, trick there to ensure that everybody in the uh, healthcare team as well as the patient uh, is on the same page there. So mechanistically, uh, mometazone is uh, a corticosteroid. It's a nasal corticosteroid. And ultimately, that's going to reduce inflammation. Uh, the primary mechanism it does that is 
can suppress activity of uh, kinins and histamine and prostaglandins. And those are all important kind of mediators uh, in the production of uh, inflammation. Adverse effect profile. Usually these meds are pretty well tolerated. Uh, most often it, what you're going to have is localized effect. So you may get some burning or uh, stinging in the nostrils, for example. Uh, probably the one of the higher risk things, I guess, I've seen with this agent that's maybe a little bit more common uh, is nosebleeds. So you know, most often we can ask our patients about that, but uh, in most clinical situations, the patient's just going to report that to you. That's kind of an unusual thing, and often they can tie it to the timing uh, that they started taking uh, mometazone nasal there. Uh, one other thing you, you might see, you know, keep in mind, you know, corticosteroids can maybe suppress the immune system a little bit, and maybe even locally. Uh, there has been, you know, reports of increased risk for uh, upper respiratory tract infection and things of that nature. So keep that in mind as well. One other really uh, important uh, patient education point I, I wanted to make with uh, nasal mometazone is that the onset of action generally takes a little while. And to get its full effect, it actually can take up to a week or two. So what I've seen in practice is patients, they'll take this one or two doses and they're like, yeah, yeah, maybe helped a little bit, but it really didn't do that much. Well, encourage that patient to say, hey, you're supposed to take this for you know a period of week or two before you're going to actually see that maximal benefit. So um, really educating your patients not to give up too soon. Uh, you know, unless they're having adverse effects or something, of course. But um, that full effect can can take up to a couple of weeks. So that's a very very important patient education point. So your patients doesn't don't quit too early. Uh, one question that does come up that patients may ask you about is, you know, am I gonna? I heard steroids, you know, corticosteroids are bad. Am I, you know, gonna have a lot of systemic effects from this? corticosteroid from this nasal corticosteroid and you know the best I can say is bioavailability is incredibly low with nasal mometazone uh, they report at reported at less than one percent so you know in the grand scheme of things could it suppress you know HPA um, could it cause an increase in blood pressures could it contribute to osteoporosis uh, it's pretty unlikely that it's going to, to cause those issues. So um, given that, that very, very low bioavailability, it's not to say that, yeah, absolutely none of it's going to be absorbed because there, there may be a, t a tiny fraction absorbed there. Uh, but by and large, bioavailability is incredibly low. So let's take a quick break, and then I want to finish up on oral inhalation mometazone. So if you enjoy this podcast, want to support this podcast, uh, definitely go check out our resources at meded101.com slash store by purchasing things there. Uh, you support the Real Life Pharmacology podcast and help keep it free uh, to all of our uh, good listeners out there. So um, thanks so much for doing that. We've got you know NAPLEX material if you're a pharmacy student, uh, pharmacist. We've got a geriatric exam uh, ambulatory care, 
uh, MTM exam prep, uh, and BCPS prep as well. So go check out those resources. Uh, if you're not a pharmacist, we've got books as well, clinical pharmacy-related books uh, that definitely teach a lot of important patient education pearls and uh, portray a lot of real-life scenarios that actually happen out there. So uh, go check all those resources out. Uh, You can also get a free Audible book as well. If you've never listened to an Audible book, um, go take advantage of that. And there's a link at meded101.com slash store for all those different uh, resources. All right, so let's finish up on oral inhalation, Mometazone. So the brand name of this one is Asmonex. And there's two formulations of, of Asmonex primarily. So we've got the HFA and we've got the twist inhaler. Uh, mechanistically, very similar um, mechanism of action of uh, mometazone uh, inhaled versus mometazone nasal. Same kind of idea. We're reducing that inflammation. Really, the big difference is the site of action. We inhale uh, mometazone oral or oral inhalation down into the lungs, reduce that inflammation. And obviously this is going to be used in something like asthma uh, and or potentially COPD if there's an inflammatory component there. Uh, Dosing is different between the HFA and the twist inhaler. Okay, very important to to note that. Uh, HFA, usual dosing between 200 and 800 micrograms per day. Uh, Twist inhaler, 220 to 440 micrograms per day. Or BID is possible as well with the the twist inhaler there. But um, probably the the big advantage is that the twist inhaler has been studied as once a day. So if you've got a patient where adherence is a concern or getting that second dose in uh, is a concern, uh, that might be a little bit of an advantage there. Uh, one other thing I wanted to to kind of talk about and rope into uh, asthma guidelines a little bit um, is dosing. So there's different tiers of inhaled corticosteroid dosing. And so there's low dose, medium, and high dose. So for the twist inhaler, uh, the low dose is considered 110 to 220. Medium dose, 220 to 240, and high dose greater than 440. For the HFA product, uh, low dose Mometazone is considered 200 uh, micrograms per day. A medium is 400 micrograms per day. And high dose is considered at gr- above, any dose above 400 micrograms per day. So depending upon the severity of asthma and how aggressive we want to get with corticosteroid therapy, uh, we may be at any level uh, of those doses depending upon the patient's. Adverse effect profile, uh, you might get some minor irritation, uh, potentially maybe an increased risk of upper respiratory tract infection, and probably the big differentiator uh, with um, inhaled mometazone versus nasal mometazone is the risk for thrush. So it's very, very important uh, with any inhaled corticosteroid uh, to rinse the mouth out after administration. This is going to help prevent thrush and that type of infection uh, in the the throat and mouth area there. Uh, Low risk, again, uh, bioavailability less than 1%. So extremely low risk for... um, systemic adverse effect. So it's a good thing to kind of reassure our patients that the risk for this is likely going to be pretty low. Uh, For both of these agents, um, drug interaction risk is pretty low. 
Uh, I'm not going to spend much time on it. Uh, there is maybe some potential for SIP3A4 breakdown if that is the case um, with that SIP3A4 breakdown. Uh, if we have a SIP3A4 inhibitor, concentrations could potentially go up. Again, systemic concentrations are likely to be very low to begin with. So is that little bump in concentration significant? You know, it, it's very difficult to say if that's clinically significant or not, um, but it is something that you you can be aware of there. So I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, enjoy the podcast. Leave us a rating review on iTunes. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you so much to all of you who have already done that, as well as those of you, I think we're up to around 3,000 now, that have uh, subscribed to the uh, Real Life Pharmacology podcast and gotten that free PDF. So um, lots of uh, good information on that PDF. Go take advantage of that. Uh, you can track me down again on LinkedIn or at reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, you can shoot me a message at, at either place there. So I'm going to sign off for today. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.